0: Welcome back to the Mad About Movies VIP Club. Now here's one of your hosts, Kent, Brian, or Richard.
1: What is up, ma'am fam? It is your boy, Richard, here. I'm here with my main man, as I stole from my hero and personal life sherpa, Ahmad Rashad. My main man Kent Garrison over here on the ones and twos. Kent, how are you? I'm great, man. It's good to be back as always. Uh... It's always good to be back. And a special friend of the show, I think at this point maybe our most frequent, um, aside from the cup, our most frequent uh, guest, and that is that is Megan. I Megan, what's honored.
0: going on? <laughs> I'm good. How
1: are you? You're an esteemed company, my dear.
0: I might be five times from. Uh, oh, oh wow! I'll have, to you, I'll have to get you
1: a <laughs> jacket. get you a vest? <laughs> Yeah, you get a it's slightly different than the American Treasure's best, but at fifteen appearances you are in fact an American treasure. So you got you have something to look forward to.
0: Oh wow. That is yeah. something to look forward to.
1: Yeah, no, we are <laughs> we're excited to have you on. Thank you. I know you saw this. We're we're talking Book bar tonight, and it's gonna be a fun rollicking good time because these are these are movies that we don't we don't get very often anymore. These kind of large, not large budget, but you know, not mumble core, non Netflix, um, comedies that come out it says this used to be a thing that these were two or three times a year when i was younger when i was probably your age megan and then it seems to have been less and less so it's always fun to talk this kind of movie because it's there's no capes in it and that's always (laughs) fun to do and it's not terribly sad which is how things get at the end of the year it's kind of just that regular old human movie which is always a delight to discuss but i know you saw this several weeks ago at um South by Southwest, correct? Y- yes. It's almost been a few months now. So and you haven't seen it. Have, did you see it again?
0: <laughs> I've seen it four times. Wow. So,
1: <laughs> so we're probably in... going to go F minus minus. We can
2: just go ahead and
0: get <laughs> yeah, right it.
2: to your review. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but. I just keep telling you people. You just they have wanted to
2: stop. figure out how it was so bad. Like it was yeah. one of those where. Like the Zapruder film. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I just uh, kept falling asleep at different parts. And I was like, I got to see the whole thing. Understandable.
1: <laughs> understandable. <laughs> no uh no we're excited to, to have you on for this because I knew I, I think I, I follow you on Twitter mm-hmm. and uh, the algorithm loves you I think i've I've liked a few of your tweets and now it's just like it's a lot of Megan spell on my feed so I had a feeling that you uh, had liked it because I'd seen some tweets of yours so I'm excited to break it down with you because Kent and I as you know hate women, so we did not care for it I right. mean we're that's pretty why I'm,
0: I'm here to argue right
1: and we're upfront <laughs> about it I think that's nice you know we're kind of like China with Human's right, human rights violations. We just kind of own it, and so yeah, uh, we when, don't care for women, and we don't think they're funny.
2: When you don't recommend uh, Ghostbusters answer the call, that can only mean that you hate women, not that it's I, a bad we, movie. Like, that's, <laughs> no, it, that's what the uh, I, email said to us, apparently. So, so and I, you know, and,
1: and thank you um, to Paul Feig for emailing in. But yeah. anyway, so we have uh, no, we're excited to talk about this with you, and uh, and this is a, this is a cool one. And I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, this, uh, the the business of it this week. So this was bizarre to me. I, there was this weird narrative over the weekend even bought into by the um, by the director Olivia Wilde and several stars of film producers that, you know, things weren't going this well in the box office. Almost like it was, you know, I remember this happened with McGroover, a comedy that I love that like, you know, Shrek ate its lunch at the box office and and uh, obviously Aladdin and Avengers and Other things they you know killed this one, but this made seven and a half million dollars. I, I, I think that's a rollicking success for, you know, the long shot came came out the long shot. I'm eighty years old. Long (laughs) shot came out uh, three four weeks ago, with not to quite as good of reviews, but positive reviews, good buzz, people dug it, and it has two much bigger movie stars than anyone in this. And it made two million dollars more than this. I mean, that's just kind of how. Con- I don't understand why people are uh, yeah. are kind of bugging on this. Like it's a huge disappointment. I, I think that's a nice and, and it'll have legs. You know, it's a fun audience movie in the theater. It's going to continue for for weeks. And I promise I'll shut up here in a second. But I just I think that's such a silly. I wish the the I wish Olivia Wilde and others hadn't bought into that because they should be very proud in 2019 that this A got a theatrical re- release at all, no matter how good it is, because oftentimes this is the kind of movie that's just thrown on a streaming platform and then it it held its i can't imagine it cost more than 10 million dollars to make and it's going to make that back and that's in this day and age a, a good thing so ken I, I wanted your thoughts on that and then we'll throw
2: it over to megan yeah just uh from the industry side of things um yeah they should definitely be proud of that um long shot had um a lot going for it i thought like you said um it had the movie stars attached um what we think is left of movie stars. We don't know if movie stars are actually a thing anymore, but um, what's what, what you consider those. Yeah. Well, what you, and, you, yeah, know, what you, you, you consider in this day and age, certainly yep. um, if you were to pitch a, a rom-com with those two, I would say nine times out of 10, it gets made if you get them committed. Um, and uh, I had good reviews. This one had great reviews going into it. And I think that's probably why it made as much as it did. Um, that and it being Olivia Wilde's um, directorial debut and her social media following, Instagram following, etc., um, is behind her and supporting mm-hmm. her. Um, Beanie Feldstein, of course, is a rising star, so um, yeah, she has a lot of good buzz right now with 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 Lady Bird and uh, what we do in the shadows is, is out right now, and she's a part of that. And oh, and, Dolly um, was big when she did that, and, yeah, on Broadway, and she's gonna. Um, being a lot more stuff, um, coming up, but that's about it, you know, in in terms of, uh, and maybe some cameos here and there, but it wasn't really in the advertising at all. But like I said, this one had a lot of good word of mouth. And so I would say to your point, Richard, um, that Olivia Wilde and company should be, should be really happy with how this has been received, how this has kind of gone over the first week. Um, I think this will do maybe five to seven more million next week. Yeah. Um, it's going to have lag for sure it'll, because a lot of these, you know, Aladdin will drop off significantly more than mm-hmm. it will, um, in terms of percentage. And, uh, and yeah, this is a kind of movie that might stay around for a month or two. If it can, uh, if it can get, uh, enough, enough yeah. to, um, enough money to justify keeping it in the theater, because like I said, and like you said, Richard, uh, this does serve a, a particular audience. that doesn't get served this time of year when, uh, there's not a superhero totally. involved. So um, totally. I and ask, I think one, yeah. one thing, just on your point yeah. before you ask that,
1: uh, you know, uh, I think the part of what created the narrative on the box office being quote unquote disappointing was the like per screen average. And sorry, that's on the distribution and production companies. Like there's, that was stupid to release this thing in 3000 theaters theaters. Now we are, Brian and I talked about this. We were proponents of the show of anti limited release. I, we hate limited release. We think that's really stupid but there is a happy medium where it's like 1800 screens. And this probably makes the same amount of money because you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not one that's going to fill a theater in some, you know, way out exurb of some, some city. So, so I think a smarter release, I think they got so caught up in the buzz from South by Southwest. They kind of blew it out the release. And I think slightly, you know, cutting that in half, having 1500, 2000 screens, I think you're going to make, you know, 6 million instead of 7 million on way less cost. And then, then you can spin it as a huge success, but I think they just overreleased it. But Kent, go go to your question. Sorry.
2: Yeah. No, I was just going to ask Megan um, what the what the uh, premiere was like, what the atmosphere was like down there. Um, you know, were people coming out of that like saying this was going to be a super huge hit? Like, what was the experience like down there at South by Southwest for both? Yeah.
0: Like yeah. So I I was told um, I mean countless times that. Reactions of South by Southwest audience, especially in comedies, are not great indicators on how it's going to end up doing. um Like the big example last year, I think the big one coming out of Buzz last year was Blockers. Oh, which yeah, yeah. I think ended up doing well, but wasn't, you know, a sure. huge. It's you a know, hip
1: crowd there that's going to laugh at things that. Yeah. And then the other thing is like,
0: you know, I know it sounds so pretentious, but like when you're in the room and everyone's laughing, you know, it's like oh. so much energy. And then like, it's Olivia Wilde's birthday so like before it starts there's a cake and you really do get caught up in it so uh like after I left South by Southwest this was um I had this as like my favorite of the festival and I was like I wonder you know was I just like really caught up in that like cuz when I left that theater I was like this is going to be like this is probably going to be number 1 end of year for me <laughs> like I was just really confident and then I was like, a few weeks later, I was like, still like thinking and like laughing. And I was like, but like, what if I see it again? It's not quite the same because it's not as, you know, great of a theater. But the next time I saw it, it was like still a pretty packed theater. And I was like, no, I was absolutely right. This is still great. (laughs) So um, it was definitely a lot of energy, though. And I think, you know, a lot of that was from, I mean, also, you know, just being down there and caught up in the buzz and everything.
2: Awesome. So we heard you had a uh, a run in with. Uh, Mr. Forte, Mr. Yes. Will of the Fortes, <laughs> the Orville, yes,
1: Orville Willis Forte the third. Yeah. What, uh, what, what <laughs> was,
2: first of all, <laughs> oh. how what did he look like? Um, break him down like head to toe. What was right. What did he have? So, did he mention us? Did he talk about us? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I did a little bit, so I'll give it the whole story. And i I'm very bad with famous people. It's um, a running joke in my friend group, and I'm, I almost never will go talk to someone because. I'd rather not have a bad experience and then have, you know, on, a tepid strategy. one. But um, I was like waiting for my friend who's in the bathroom. And I was like, he's just right there. And there's just, he's like on his phone. There's no one around. He's like standing and, like, there in the lobby. Yeah, yeah. Just standing in the lobby. And we're like, and we're like at the premiere of like a movie he's in. So I'm like, you know, it's not like he's at dinner and I'm interrupting yeah. or anything. Like, I'm just going to go for it. So I went up and I was like, Hey, you know, I love the movie. Um, Some friends of mine and I are huge into MacGruver. And he's like, oh, thank you. And then he, like, introduced himself. And he asked how I was enjoying the festival and what else I'd seen that I liked. He was, like, so friendly. And then Jason Sadekis came up and he was like, oh, this is Jason. I'm like, yeah, oh my obviously God. I know. <laughs> so then yeah, I was like, uh, really? I got to go. I'm peeing myself. And then my Goodbye. friend came out of the bathroom and was like, what the
2: heck is going on? And you're like, and oh, hey, your friend, like, this is oh, Will and Jason.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, <taste laughs> this, yeah, is this is Lauren. Apparently they,
2: they were in the movie we just saw. I yeah. didn't. That's crazy. <laughs> and so then,
0: and then he, Olivia Wilde
2: walks up and is no. like, oh, this is Olivia. and <laughs> <laughs>
0: No. no, she was being whisked away, I think. But yeah. um, we like at that point where we told Jason, we we're like, oh, we loved it. You know, yeah. so Olivia was amazing. And then they went off because, like I said, it was Olivia's birthday. So there was a party going on upstairs.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. That's cool. Did you, did you tell him that the uh, the celery trick isn't as counterintuitive as he thinks it is, maybe?
0: No, I did uh, not bring it up. That's what I would say. I wasn't saying much, honestly. <laughs> I understand. just was leading the conversation. <laughs>
2: That's, oh, that's awesome. awesome. Did he so cool. uh, did he basically tell you the plot of MacGruber too? None of that.
0: Well, so I mean, I'm definitely not on in the know. But I was listening to a podcast with him on it, and he said that they were working on like a miniseries or something. Yeah,
1: they're doing a, They're pitching it the streamers, and yeah. we are trying to get it. And, and <laughs> I don't want to. I think we're ready to announce this. Uh, we're I we very close to having MacGruber the television series on our patreon feed for the vips only we're yeah. gonna have it's our we're, we're branching out into original content could be our first vid. no i'm kidding um so let's so, okay, go a little hot there uh let's talk about the movie a little bit in uh other than just the uh, box office and the the premiere and all that uh obviously this harkens to myriad films of this of this main of uh, the the high school and specifically the end of high school transitioning into whether it be college or or adult or semi-adult life, is a really, um, I think, impactful, uh, you want to say a year, but I feel like the first few months of your senior year are like every other year. It's really this really emotional time packed into six weeks or something, right? And so I think the reason that there's so many films and television about that time is it's just something that burns, kind of that thing of, you know, you let high school fly by or college fly by and then you really see the finish line. You go, okay, I got to start taking pictures with my brain. Um, and so then you create art around that. Cause that's like what you end up remembering from high school was these last few weeks. Um, and everything else is just kind of a blur. So, uh, but for me, it was just specifically three weeks in sophomore year. No. Um, mm-hmm. but they, they, they did that really well. I thought some of the high school stuff was a little, uh, being a 32 year old male and this, obviously the number one comparison is super bad. I thought this high school was a little more fairytale-ish than super bad. Uh, I don't even mean that as a criticism. I just mean, uh, when I saw super bad, I was like, no one's that funny, but like they have the tone of high school. Exactly. Right. Uh, this felt like granted, I'm again, I'm 16 years out of high school or whatever. Uh, the, this felt like uh, a little more kind of like fairy tale. Like everyone gets to go to Ivy league schools and everyone does this and, and the teachers are cool and everything, which is not a criticism. It just didn't seem as, as uh, grounded, you in, in at least tonally in a way. Um, and then it kind of kicked off the school parts over and then we go into the party. So that was kind of my, on the first part of it, like, okay, this, I see this is almost whimsical in a way of, of a look at high school and these super studious girls who are immediately likable and fun. And then they're yeah. kind of, um antagonistic classmates and everything around them. Okay, we're getting through that. Now, the thing about Superbad which is like it's a it's a great movie all the way through, but those first 15 minutes are like you're floating out of your seat cuz there's so many one-liners and stuff. This one's a little more of a slow burn, it's kind of opposite. I feel like this peaks much later on in the film, where Superbad peaks early. Um but I'm interested. We'll go opposite way. We'll go Megan first. Uh, your thought of kind of the setup, the conceit of this, how this felt. You're younger than us and a female, so I I would assume maybe <laughs> a little more relation, relatable to you, uh, and and hopefully so. But uh, your, your thoughts on the initial setup before we kind of get into the plot on this film.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you about kind of how, like, Superbad feels a lot more grounded, like, just... I always think about that soccer scene, which just yeah. like, seems very straightforward. Straight yeah. And then it's yeah. <laughs> so. Oh gosh. I love that line. But, um, I think like, I, you know, I'm not Gen Z and this feels very Gen Z, yeah, you know, like I was like, like high school through Instagram. So I was like this, obviously, you know, they're not actually like throwing like, you know, the water balloons at the end of the school day. And like, there's like confetti and everything, but I was like, but like, I could see this being like an Instagram photo shoot. <laughs> so totally. from that angle, all of this kind of makes sense.
1: And what it feels like yes. when, on that last day, you know, yeah. it's almost like it's putting it through the student's eyes. Not really what it is, but that, that kind of uh celebration almost is what it, you know, it would probably be much lamer than that, but that's cool to shoot it. And there's, you know, the rap video, super bad does that a little bit too, with the cops with the guns in the air and the, hip-hop music or whatever but this does that a lot there's a lot of stylistic little flares of slow motion and making people look cool it's really about how they feel in that moment as as opposed to how they really are right yeah Yeah, what about you oh go pardon me go ahead
0: (laughs) and i was gonna say there's i mean other stuff like you know people would find out which schools you were going to even if there were policies in place like that so i think some of those were just kind of again conceits to make it more interesting. And I don't and think Google's worked. hiring
1: <laughs> high school programmers, oh no gosh. matter how good they are.
0: <laughs> but I love that part. <laughs> no,
1: it's funny. No,
0: it's funny.
1: No, exactly. Not even a criticism of <laughs> it, it. That's the road. It went down a, a little bit of a fairytale version of it as opposed to gravity And that's fine. It's a fine choice. It works for the film. Kent, what about you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely saw the callbacks to super Superbad um, in a lot of it. Definitely in the setup. I mean, the movie starts almost the exact same way as super the only difference is it doesn't start off with that opening credits sequence with the uh you know neon colors and everything like super does but um it starts in the same way with the michael Sarah character or in this case uh it's a michael Sarah character but in super it's jonah hill picking up michael Sarah, right and in this one it's uh her picking up uh beanie feldstein uh, or molly and um that's kind of your first introduction to them. You know, they park in the parking spot. They're not supposed to park in at the school, uh, which is the, you're not staff, you know, whole, whole thing, (laughs) a callback. Um, a lot of is, uh, at the beginning was seventies kind of funk music inspired too uh, with the soundtrack. So I felt that was a little bit of a a stylistic callback, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it kind of twisted that narrative on its head, uh, convincingly, I didn't know where they were going to go with this. All I knew was that it was about girls trying to branch out at the end of high school. I didn't know why or how that was going to happen. And I thought the motivation for that was really funny. I love that scene in the bathroom where she tries to one-up them by like, I'm going to Yale. And then they're all like, I'm going to Yale too. Yeah, I'm going to – Harvard, you know? And, and what does she say? Uh, she's like, how did, wait, that you, that can't be, you guys don't care about school at all. And then what do they say? They go, no, we just don't only care about school. Yeah, And that's mm-hmm. like such, you see her face like the realization of like, Oh my God, <laughs> like I've wasted all these years and I could have been having fun and making good grades this whole time. You know? Um, I love that and just her reaction to that and how that plays out is pretty funny. I love the dynamic between, the two main characters, but, um, and I guess that has to work right for, for any of this to work. But, um, mm-hmm. I thought they both pulled their weight evenly, uh, throughout. Um, I, I definitely thought the Molly character was written as the, co- the comic relief, you know, in the script. Um, there were certain characters that were written very funny. Jer, uh, Jer is like one of my favorite characters ever yeah. in cinema <laughs> history already. Like he, he might want up Mc uh, McLovin. He's like McLovin mixed with, <laughs> Um I don't even know. He's like Mclevin mixed with Joe Latrulio's character from Super Like <laughs> the guy that yeah. hits him with the car and is like, You guys want to go to a party? Sweet, sweet. Let's go. You know, like super socially oblivious guy. Um God, I don't know that actor's name that plays Jer, but he was he's a treasure already. He's he's a guy or something. Yeah. That, that was on a, a big, really funny. Uh, Santa Clarita diet he wanted No, No, I'm <laughs> not. Oh. No.
1: No, I don't know. I'm not either. I just looked him up because he was so funny. And that's what he's on. Oh, yeah. uh, no, it, it definitely. So as we move out of the high school and and, uh, and into, OK, she, we have this realization Now we're going to walk through. We decide much like super bad. Now the clock is ticking before graduation. We have to have fun before uh, before graduation. Um, let's go to a party as we move through the really distinct, funny uh parties. You've got the you've got Jair's incredible
2: yacht party. Um International waters, is, bro. <laughs> uh which is great. The best is when they're having the debate whether to stay or go and he's just in the background dancing like
1: <laughs> just, no one's like, there. Yeah. <laughs> There is that kid that that part is weirdly realistic, even though it's it's very hyperbolic over the yacht and everything. But I'm not going to say his name. But can I know a guy?
2: The one kid that's that ties, super loaded that he's,
1: yeah, he's either Biden loaded or sometimes. Yeah. yeah, he's loaded. But also, like, his parents are just down with spending a lot of money. So sometimes yeah. they're not that loaded. We know a guy that for his 16th birthday invited everyone to his house and then his parents gave him a boat. And then it turned out they had just rented the boat for the day so that he could pretend that he got a boat for his parents. You know what oh I mean? It's a, yeah. you know what I mean? And so like uh, <laughs> one of those. But one of those. That's a oddly realistic, at least in my personal high school experience <laughs> thing of and obviously blown out of proportion, but that guy that is just really try- and everyone liked, if he would have just been cool. Uh, normal you would like him but you know trying 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 to kind of keep up with the Joneses or to be whatever he's got the shirt he doesn't quite understand irony with all the little versions of himself um, that's really, a really funny bit but yeah he's he's definitely a scene stealer in this and you can kind of see him you know developing that's the that hits like the um, that reminded me he's kind of like the Seth Green character in uh, Can't Hardly Wait Where it's like he ends up, he slowly like charms his way. He doesn't really change, but like you realize how earnest he is, and then he ends up kind of getting the girl that's antagonistic Mm. with him. We'll (laughs) talk about that later. Uh, that that reminded me a lot of can't hardly wait another kind of does.
0: but i'd yeah. like jared from like the second he was on well yeah you know? less goggle but his goggle
1: game <laughs> nowhere near as good you
0: can't take that away but he has the dj helmet so.
1: DJ helmets killer the the earring like he tried to get the earring but he got it in the wrong ear that's the a great deal with
2: himself on it like 25 times yeah. like inception of himself the shirt with himself yeah. on yeah. a shirt with himself yeah. on a sh- <laughs> i need that shirt
0: the, if
1: i want too. <laughs> yeah uh, so then we'll we'll go into they we're writing and then they get the um. Uh, there's two kind of teachers uh, or adults in this film. Parents barely exist outside of the the lovely Forte and and Lisa Kudrow, um, who are kind of just props. But the the real adults in this are the principal and the teacher that both uh, end up giving rides between the party. One is an Uber driver, which is a hilarious bit. Um, and that's that's got like I I can't you know my theater was not populated. Um, so. It didn't. It, it could have been. I could have been watching on my sofa. You know what I mean. It was. I didn't get the uh, the great comedy packed theater yeah. thing that I've gotten with other films. But I can imagine Megan that in that in that uh, packed premiere that that porn scene in the Uber killed yes. right. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. No. I mean I could see that being a big group laugh. That's
2: what you, yeah, you, you, oh,
0: you see. Oh, you see it coming like, twenty miles away. Yeah. You know? Once they
1: go for the charger,
2: it's, it's yeah, rough. It, when He's like, she's like, like let me plug in. Yeah. You're like, oh no. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, so that that's that but those those teachers are you know kind of the the less cool principal but the really cool teacher and then you kind of see them in another light both ways either through uber or like attending the party where it's like that thing of ooh, there there's some sadness here and these <laughs> kids idolize them and they're smart and in the classroom sense it's awesome but then when you go i've you know we've all had teachers like that once you get into the personal life and you age and you go oh man they would kind of kind of a sad (laughs) they were so cool but you know sometimes it's the least cool teachers make the coolest adults anyway um so that part really worked and they they don't overdo it but that's a nice little touch um but uh and then oh okay so then we'll go through the the drama club piece real quick that's a hilarious those those two characters uh are hysterically funny in in their uh how serious they take themselves right
0: yeah barcelona
1: Yes, because I was there <laughs> that summer. <laughs> and the guy refuses to audition for their Shakespeare in the parking lot.
0: Yeah, down over across the across town at the Whole Foods.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> Whole Foods. No, those all guys are there. funny, super funny, and their murder mystery party is great. And yeah. it's that's just kind of a little median to to introduce. Uh, what, what's the is it Gigi? Is that the
2: God. Is yes Billy, Lord Billy Lord. Was,
0: Lord. She's, that w- yes. That
2: was like. Next level. Like, yeah. I don't know what, what. Actually, I do know who she's channeling, but that's like, uh, she, she, uh, she definitely went for it all the way with that character. <laughs> totally.
1: And the way that she pops up all throughout
2: the film is yeah. beating them to all the parties. When is, the way she is... falls out of her car window, like when she yeah. first shows up <laughs> to the party <laughs> so that gum good. Uh, and she's just so, this- ablo- like, like, doesn't think she's being, uh, you know, crazy at all but is totally like I don't know I know a ton of girls like that you know yeah
1: and the thing <laughs> that the uh, the trope of of we have this in high school college adulthood whatever when you think you're ditching somebody and then they beat you to the next place and you're like oh boy oh, how do we explain this that's always <laughs> that's a real thing yep. and, and hilarious okay so then we get to the big the party at Nick's dance that we're trying to get to the whole time this is really the climax of the film and I think the where it really peaks um comedically and dramatically throughout where you have the you know the two kind of uh interested i don't want to say love interests because the beanie feldstein one is kind of uh just a she's attracted to this guy it's not like she's really been pining for years uh but that is caitlin diver deaver whatever her character is uh uh you know been pining after her her crush the whole the whole film. So they finally get together. and Then you have the heartbreak. I thought that was really effective. And uh, that swimming scene is, is I think. Uh, show is incredibly well shot, but just like a really heartbreaking sweet. I was really moved by that in a weird way. Cause we've all, we've all been there, right?
0: Yeah. I loved that back to back the swimming scene. And then immediately after that is the one shot scene where she like gets out of the pool, walks through the whole party, mm-hmm. finds Molly, and then they get in the whole fight like the second time i watched that i'm like i need to find out when this whole thing starts because it's a long scene it with really them is. screaming at each other and then you know everyone kind of the sound fades out and you see like people taking pictures of them as they're okay. yelling at each other and i was like this is amazing
1: <laughs> yeah I'm having your drama documented in 2019
0: oh uh, yeah, that be in high school I, Gosh, I, god bless i think him. i just missed that luckily <laughs>
2: Absolutely, I thought uh, I thought that was really well, really really well shot. Um, and I thought Olivia Wilde as a director. I want to get y'all's thoughts on her uh, the first time around. Uh, just comparing her work to Greta Gerwig, who had a very similar project to this in Lady Bird a couple of years ago, ended up getting nominated for an Oscar, and uh, that was my favorite movie of that year. But uh, I thought Greta Gerwig's directorial chops were really impressive the first time around. Um, I think Olivia Wilde had um some of the benefits of a lot more to work with in terms of the cast uh in terms of the script a lot funnier of a script and a lot more cameos a lot more star-studded affair than Lady Bird was I mean Lady Bird had Sarah Ronan and uh who was it Laurie Metcalf um mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it um and again not as experienced of an actress as, as Olivia Wilde is at all either um, and hasn't worked with nearly the people that she has. So I thought – I was way more impressed the first time around with Greta Gerwig. But um, I thought uh, some of the montage sequences, like you mentioned, Megan, the one in the halls at the uh, at the school, at the last day of school where they're blowing up the balloons and throwing them at each other and stuff, I thought those were pretty well done. I thought some music cues were – uh, were pretty good. I thought the sequence with the stop motion with the Barbies was pretty creative too. I don't know yeah whose idea that was or if they talked about it. Um I don't know if you heard a Q&A, Megan, or have have heard about that, but um but yeah, so I thought some of the creative choices were really interesting and um I'd like to see what she's gonna do next. Um if she's gonna stay in this kind of genre because you I see mean, me who who directed uh Superbad? Greg Matola? Somebody like that? um yeah that you know hasn't done much yeah. since you know just just because you direct a movie like this doesn't mean you're going to go be this this uh
1: yeah but i this think this one was director
2: but um I
1: think go ahead this one was so stylistic more i mean super bad the magic is in the script and then just putting a camera on those actors there's a cool a few cool yeah. shots with like, the 70s graphics and stuff and not to say greg a talented filmmaker because he's yeah. made some cool stuff but to me this was so much more honestly the the uh you know, the script was kind of by committee. There's some stuff in the script that's a little clunky, whereas Superbad is just so it's joke-tight. And whether they're improvised or written, they're just so joke-tight. And it's just, I, I would imagine the editing and everything was really the style on that. So it's not, in retrospect, super surprising that Matola didn't right. go on it's to way make more of a, uh, Yeah. Warhol. It's way more of a director's
2: movie than yeah, Superbad I thought Bad is. So. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think, you know, Olivia Wilde, I mean, we've mentioned like the stop-motion stuff. Um, the pool sequence, um, the like Lala Land dance number, like I thought, all that was just like really bold, confident stuff to come out with, like first go. And I was like, "Um, props, you nailed it. (laughs) But um, I thought that was all really like technically interesting.
2: Yeah, I was wondering, uh, like I said, where she's gonna go from here. Um, we know John Krasinski is. Doing a Quiet Place again, I think he's directing the next one, isn't he, or something like that? Or uh, no, he's doing that uh, Mars movie or something like that. So he's kind of staying in sci-fi horror, sci-fi. Um, you know, Jordan Peele stayed in that genre. Um, Greta Gerwig's doing Little Women this year, which is similar, probably to Lady Bird in terms of uh, demographic that you're going for. Um, but I'm all for these <laughs> coming-of-age um, girl. Stories every year, what three years in a row now, lady bird, eighth grade, and this um, and I've loved all three of them um between those three, which one did you guys like the best?
0: Oh gosh, they're all so special to me
2: I think <laughs> I think eighth grade probably nailed the social media controlling everybody's lives nowadays, mm. part of it more than this uh kids just being super into their snapchats and only caring about that um but yeah, this one. I think this one great. this one had definitely a lot more uh, social awareness, you know? Like, let's be upfront about it. Uh, Brian's not here, so, uh, you know, the main love story is two girls, right? I mean, I thought right. that was a really interesting, progressive uh, thing that, you know, doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter if the main character is gay or not, right? So why not make mm-hmm. them gay uh, when you can? these days. I, I think that's fine. Um, and especially and it if we have- really affect the, the story at all, <laughs> especially when it's two girls, it doesn't matter if she's falling for a girl or for a guy, you know, it's love at the end of the day. If it, if it works, it works. Uh, and, and when you're, when it comes to a movie, you know what I'm saying? So totally, she played that,
1: you know, it's, it's really still, you know, someone that can't, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a woman in love with another woman, but I still <laughs> felt every moment of that, you know, cause it's high school love and that's kind of universal. And, and, uh, was played and shot and written very, very well. And uh, for me, I think Lady Bird is, is that was my favorite movie of that year. I mean, I can't imagine this will be my favorite movie of this year. Um, but it's, it's, I really, it's kind of a, in eighth grade's fabulous. And and as that is a really underserved demographic, like that age, um, there's that might be the only movie about that time of <laughs> your life in a weird way. The most cringy, awful time of your life. Uh, you kind of have it together by the time this this age rolls around, but. But uh, gosh, if it's not uh, really, really smart and and moving and uh, and they they like you like we said, there's tons of homage to tons of different films. But it, it is its own. I don't mean to say that it can keep comparing it to Super Bad or, or other high school movies because it really is because of different choices they take, like the uh, the gay lead character or whatever that they are. It is a really unique and uh, moving piece of art on its own. What about you, Mick?
0: Yeah, I saw something that said, you know, she's not like reinventing the genre, but it's like a refresh r- refreshment of it, and I I really agree with that. And um yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of I mean, you know, really great female coming-of-age stories, and I've identified with all of them in different ways. I mean, in this movie when um Beanie Feldstein is flirting with the vice president or, you know, and uh, he guesses which Hogwarts house she's in. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, no, I get it. Uh, like, <laughs> this is I, I understand why you'd fall for him. I can identify because um, that's just I mean, you know, everyone's always talking about Hogwarts houses, of course. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, I'm not going to choose a favorite child. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the uh, The scene where they call the teacher this is fine. And she kind of rescues them at the end was really cool because I had forgotten that they got her number earlier in the thing. And, uh, yeah, that was a cool kind of moment in this where they needed somebody. But even she's not perfect. She ends up having kind of this weird, which is cool. You have to address the, uh, thing that's real nowadays too, which is the teachers getting with the kids. You know, that's a real deal. (laughs) And I dated, how many teachers did you date in high school? I had three or four. It was middle school when I was doing it, bro. Nice. power move. Yeah. yeah. Power move. You were always a early, yeah. early bloomer. That's <laughs> what people. we grade. always said. <laughs> yeah. Something that eighth grade commented on was the school shootings thing. Remember when they had yeah, that yeah, like, yeah. The mm. school shootings, training sequence. They didn't touch on that at all. I thought this might've been a, you know, considering the fact that it's set in 2019 and they blatantly say 2019 in this, I thought it would be a little bit more, um, commentary on you know it's a little yeah. more isolated to this story of this two days rather than it's like a commentary mm-hmm. on kids in high school you know like more like a days of confused would be or a even an eighth grade would be but yeah yeah
0: and i mean i think there's a lot of stuff it isn't addressing specifically you know i saw something today that was you know basically being like um you know maybe there are other <laughs> things that these kids have privileged that means they can get into Ivy league schools and not just grades and stuff like that. So, you know, but
1: what, I yeah. think A little it, Easter egg there, uh, <laughs> Lori Loughlin paid all their ways. In. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that they, they mentioned that the, <laughs>
0: the one, uh, Hoffman had nothing to do with mm, this though
1: <laughs> the one I little thing, I w- w- criticism I have, uh, with it was, uh, I thought it would have been funnier. They get her out of jail at the end, uh, because she, you know, she, she, Creates a diversion. She goes to jail at the end, and uh, Beanie Feldstein comes and <laughs> gets her out, and um, they they use the collateral of the um, the pizza guy, the mm-hmm. the strangler, to get out. You know, I noticed that on the board when she, you know, the camera kind of lingers for yeah. a second. And she takes her out. You see that sketch, and it's Mike O'Brien or whatever. And I think that would have been funnier just to leave it at that. I hate. I didn't <laughs> like that they revisited that joke. And they're like, he's definitely the guy. I think it would have been funnier to just like, if you're if you're watching, you notice that they were definitely in that guy's car. Over the night yeah, 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 yeah. Get out, he out comes of Comes back yeah. around at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah. that that scene's hilarious. Where he's like, "Stop it! What are you doing? Why would you get a stranger's <laughs> car? Yeah, like, it's yeah. too easy for him." <laughs> and they got the masks we, on. The context yeah.
0: did you even think about that? No, you're too busy making masks with your hair. They
2: <laughs> you don't have weapons or anything. Yeah, that was good. Uh, just the naivety. Yeah, is funny too. Um but uh what did we think of their are 2 lead actresses though? Um Absolutely. is this gonna spawn Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill like careers uh for them? <laughs>
1: um I think I mean Felton's already there. I think uh Caitlin, Caitlin or Catelyn, I spelled weird, so I never know. I mean, uh, Caitlin. Caitlin. She I really thought she much like when you rewatch uh I hate to compare it Super Bad, it seems stupid, but it's just the dynamics. And she's Jonah Hill's sister, for God's sake. But uh, when, when you watch Superbad the first time, you know, you're just like, oh, my God. I mean, this Jonah Hill guy, who is this? I mean, this is a he's a machine gun. And, and you kind of don't even notice the really brilliant stuff uh, Michael Cera doing. And then when you rewatch it a 100 times, you go, wow, he's actually carrying this in a weird way. He's, he's got so many jokes and that performance is so real and grounded and iconic. Similar here, I think Felcine will get a lot of the. She's such a big, and that that character is so cool, and that she's the comic relief, but she's also like the alpha dog student and valedictorian and all that. Uh, but I think Dever's performance will be, uh, I think, was really, really, really touching and good. I, I'm really impressed with her as an actress. I'm, I'm excited to see what they both do, but but also. Specifically, what she does going for. I thought she was she was great in
0: this. Yeah, I think she's great in everything. I just watched Short Term 12 and she was in that. And I mean, honestly, that whole cast is really, it's crazy looking back now that that was, you know, a few years ago. They made a lot of great decisions. Don't knock it
2: till you tried it. Don't knock well, cool. it till you tried it.
0: Let's grade this
1: bad boy out. I will go first. I will give this just the old solid Richard Barton A. Uh, Megan, what about you?
0: I'll go A plus. I've been tweeting about it a lot. Right. I feel like it's Four only time. fair. <laughs> I've seen it. I will. It is because I've just been dragging other people. You know, when you evangelize, people want to go with you.
1: <laughs> no, 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 can't. Uh, can't did the same thing for Hostel too. Kent, what about you? What's your grade?
2: Yeah, it's an A for me as well. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, it might. It's, it's. So we could say it got a triple A. <laughs> it did. <laughs> roadside <laughs> assistant
1: movie uh, reference there all right that's what i it, think uh, go
2: <laughs> it's gonna be a big contender for my top 10 um oh nice yeah all, uh, already i have a i have a feeling this is gonna be one I, I revisit uh multiple times this year so um i i love these kinds of movies they don't come around often and these are the ones in 10 years that i i will still be watching you know um Same. these was t- when you could throw these on any day any time and uh they're fun so um you know, you don't have to sit through two and a half hours of stuff, um, which is always a good a good feeling. So yeah, A for me.
1: Right on. Well, it was a blast. Megan, why don't you plug your podcast, plug your Twitter, all okay. your book smart needs uh, <laughs> going forward.
0: Yes. So the podcast is called On the Download. And you can find it on my Twitter and website and everything. And I am um spell Megan on Twitter, Letterboxd dot com instagram everywhere
1: and and you should say uh your co-host you guys should should listen on the devil your co-host just recently returned from con darling yes, so you're gonna have yes. some good intel
0: from all that that's gonna uh, be fun so cool. many opinions so much jealousy
1: uh, that's <laughs> fine you know we actually went there as well but it, you know mm-hmm. did you know there's a paris texas but there's also a context we got mixed up again they fooled oh, us again damn yeah, they got us i know but the film festival was
2: incredible, and the uh, yeah, the 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 Con uh, Texas <laughs> Film Festival is great. It's uh, it's good. It's a lot of.
0: I didn't realize in black tie.
1: Um. Well, they don't like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, know, we'll just listen right there. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will thank you for calling Kent. Where can I find you online? You can find me on the Twitter at Kent Garrison and uh, Kent Garrison dot com, and um, thank you to everybody. Um, For listening to this one, if you want more from us, uh, head on over to that madaboutmoviespodcast.com and subscribe over there at the uh, podcast platform of your choice and become a VIP and get more episodes like this because um, we're doing a Harry Potter retrospective that uh, the VIPs are exclusively getting. We're keeping that one exclusive. So this was just a bonus for the main feed. Um, and if you like bonus episodes, we do those all the time over there. In fact, we're going to be doing more uh, very, very soon. So I'm excited for that. Cool. Uh, but, um, well, th-
1: thanks for coming on, guys. I'm going to give out. I'm. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Richard Barton, Instagram, all that good stuff as well. But thanks for listening, team. And uh, we will see you. Oh, we will at
2: the cinema.